and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. Hello, we're back, and uh, I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. Yeah, I think it's going to be a low energy episode. <laughs> I stayed up. I stayed up too late because I was at a birthday party. Low energy Not... for you. I'm going to just be real belligerent for no reason. And then I'm going to drag it down again. <laughs> Because we had daylight savings time. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's man. Time is the worst. Why do we gotta keep changing it? Just, just leave it the same. Well, we're we're maybe not gonna change it anymore. I think our our recent daylight savings was maybe the last one. If the whole no. like Congress thing goes through, I want to stay in standard time. But I want to stay in standard time. No. Permanent I mean, they, daylight, later nights. <laughs> I mean, they did. I think they did this in the seventies, and it didn't go over well. I think they tried to stick with permanent daylight savings time at some point in the seventies here in the states. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember reading that, and I didn't like actually research it. But <laughs> I know this has happened before, and it didn't stick. Um, so who knows this time? But yeah, we'll see. I kind of hope it does, because I also like. I, I don't care too much about either direction. I prefer the permanent daylight savings because I like having extra time in the extra light in the evenings. But um, I, I would just prefer to not change. To not change is the big the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be fine if, if we don't change uh, as much. But, like, man, my circadian rhythm is already fucked. <laughs> like, I would like to just stick as close to, <laughs> like, what is actually the time then. But, you know, whatever. Whatever, it's fine. Yep. I want to change two hours. <laughs> Carl <laughs> wants to push it further. <laughs> no. We should just start each day at a different, slightly. Each day should be a slightly different length, right? Like there's different number of hours decided at random the previous day. We could oh, do that. God. We have the ability. Oh. Digital oh, no. clocks. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like I. I always get to daylight savings time, and I don't realize it until about three quarters of the way through the day, because I look at my phone and my computer primarily for what time is it, and so I don't notice that the time is different, like, on the clock in the kitchen, for example, until yeah. way later. Beginning of the month, you get a random number generator between 20 and 30, and you just generate all the days for that month uh, individually. Uh, and that's how long the days are per month. <laughs> then you oh. reset at the end of the month so that uh, you start, you know, from a, you make sure that you're actually like, you know, starting during having a day during daylight at the beginning of the month based on how long you've rolled around. God. I don't like it. I don't, I don't, like, I'm thinking about it and it's making me upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, uh, 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 no. Yeah. I've had long enough. We've had long enough. It's been, what, two, three weeks now since our yeah. daylight savings? So we're theoretically over. over we're pretty the, well. The yeah, we're pretty but... well um, acclimated by this point. But yeah, still. Yeah. Um, Just... So media over the past couple of weeks, I have been playing this game with some friends uh, called Paranormasite. Which is just the worst name. It's a real bad name for a game. Um, 
Yeah. Especially it because is. it's not it sounds like the word parasite, but like uh interrupted, right? But it's not spelled like the site from parasite. It's spelled like the site from vision. So it's just three completely different words. Um Oh no. <laughs> and uh it but it's it's been kind of interesting so far. It's uh it's got very like nine 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 vibes, like ostensibly kind of a horror game, but really more of a visual novel that's like a mystery with some horror elements. Um, but there's like a really cool system where it's a, there's a bunch of these like cursed objects around Tokyo uh, called curse stones that are like the physical embodiment of these old grudges. And if you pick one up, you are like... Uh, compelled to to murder people but you can and the the curse stone lets you murder people but it only lets you murder people in like a very specific way based on what the grudge was so for instance like um you know the the girls who had a grudge because she was like an abandoned child who drowned uh like her thing is she can kill you if you try to walk away from her so like if Whoa. you're walking away from the person who has the curse stone like if you talk to them and then leave they can kill you um, and there's one that's like kills you if you're carrying something that like, uh, you know, causes fire, like a lighter or a match or anything. Um, there's there's one that can kill people who try to lie to you, which is pretty intense and oh. good in a mystery game. So what is this uh, game called? Paris? Paris? Paranormasite. Paranormasite. Okay, because I was looking at Parasite. And all yeah. I'm getting is um, a a patented system for counting um, fecal eggs, like eggs <laughs> in animal feces for like no. parasitic. Okay, para, 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 paranormasite. Gotcha. Uh, and it's, yeah, the seven mysteries of Hanjo. Um, okay. And it's, it's, it's real interesting. It, like I said, real 999 vibes. Um, and it's... Uh, it's been pretty cool so far. We're we're like, I don't know, two two reasonably long sessions in, but we don't get like you know we are two we are two adult families with uh, busy lives, so we don't get to play all the time. So we're probably gonna continue it next weekend. But um, yeah, <laughs> so far I'm like intrigued by it. If you don't mind the kind of visual novel style storytelling, honestly, I really like like the kind of horror visual novel i i was playing um death note on the switch and i never actually finished it um but it's kind of a similar thing and like the, um based on the anime or sorry not death note death mark is the name okay. of the game sorry uh, my, my brain can't do names today and then i have the sequel to it but i haven't played it yet but yeah i don't know i just i just am glad that we're kind of in a like especially with the switch i think did a lot of it but like yeah, here you go. Here's all the visual novels now. You can play them. Like, all the, you know, non-dating sim ones. You yeah. just get them now. Like, that's cool. I'm into that, so. Yeah, I played, like, AI Somnium Files. Yeah. And had a... I played that as well. I had a good time, because I... I usually, like, give up really fast. <laughs> but I decided to try hard it, and it made the game so much better. So I yeah. kept all the notes and like <laughs> tried out theories and yeah, that's one that I that I need to go back to. Tokyo, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. Now I need to go back to Somnium Files because I I played through it because oh. it's one of those games that's got a bunch of endings, and you play through like you get you know different like storylines depending on what your choices are. Um, and I played through it once, and then I had to. That's when I like my hard drive died, so I had to switch out my hard drive. So I didn't have so, you know it wasn't cloud saved, so I just would need to start over again. But yeah, Som- Somnium Files is also uh, Spike Chunsoft. Yeah, it's so that's the that is the nine nine nine, yeah nine 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 zero escape uh, Danganronpa group. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's like about the level of horror I can handle. Like that that's like has some horrifying (laughs) like dark moments, but also gets like just real weird sometimes, (laughs) and uh, and ridiculous. Like I'm. I'm cool with that. Yeah, Deathmark is like straight, straight up horror. Um, yeah. So maybe, maybe a little much, but okay. it's got really, really good art. Um, which is like the 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 main reason that I got it. I was like, oh, this look, this game looks pretty. Um, and apparently, <laughs> I got a physical copy on the Switch, and apparently, like they're very expensive now. I don't know. I don't care about that stuff, but I know enough people who do that I like learn that shit by osmosis. Um, yeah, so that's that's cool that I own that. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> this physical copies, especially of like indie games, mm-hmm. can be really really expensive. Yeah, just ain't print a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I have a physical copy of Nine Nine Nine, but I don't have a physical copy of the later two games in the series. And I do at some point want to play the later two games in that series. Yeah, I have a physical copy of the first two but i have no idea where they are because all of my ds games are just somewhere they're just somewhere <laughs> who knows <laughs> yeah they're in a box somewhere i don't know we'll find them eventually uh. yeah, so, fair enough yeah yeah oh i should probably get back to playing that uh link between worlds at some point as well i kind of just like put that down and didn't pick it up again for no good reason. And I just found a new dungeon too, so like I should like go into that dungeon, but that's always the worst for me. Like I I like Zelda games and mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why I kind of came back to the series, I guess, after not having played several games um or not having played, you know, all of them um with Breath of the Wild is because like yeah, the dungeons are extremely short. <laughs> yeah. And the dungeons are historically like my least favorite part of of Zelda games. I that's maybe uh an unpopular opinion. I don't actually know. Um but yeah, yeah. I feel like the I don't know if I would say the dungeons are my favorite or least favorite. I think it depends on the dungeon. It's good yeah. to have something that to like break up the the overworld pacing cuz it wouldn't be fun if it was just the overworld stuff. Um I feel like but yeah, Breath yeah, I, of the Wild definitely has a better kind of mix. Of yeah, I I think the biggest beast. problem is like when the dungeons are really long, and some of those games just have big, big dungeons. Yeah, that... and some of them have an, can have annoying gimmicks sometimes. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> but sorry yeah. if I'm clearing my throat a lot on this podcast. I don't know. It's just like Flemmy, but. Yeah, that's fair. No, I probably will do the same. It's we're in pollen season now, so everything is covered in pollen. Uh, uh, I 
am not allergic to it, but when there's this much pollen in the air, it's hard to not react in some fashion. So yeah, fair. that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we have a, a snowstorm right now outside. Oh. Oh. So yeah, that's play. happening. I thought we... it was spring. Yeah, we did technically have snow, I think not last night, but the night before. And yeah, waking up and seeing snow on the ground, I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> isn't it March already? What What's going on? Man, you're, you're going to hate me for this. I don't think it snowed here in Virginia, like in Southern Virginia um, at all this winter. I don't think we got any snow. Yeah, um, I mean, <sighs> I don't know. It's... I just I'm just ready to for there to be regular sunlight again and I can go out on walks. That's all it is. Yeah, and like that's... it it actually was fairly sunny. Like it did like it wasn't warm, but it did the sun did come out by the afternoon. Oh yeah, which let me uh it I don't know if I mentioned on the pod that I planted sweet potatoes like four-ish months months ago. Um I planted uh a bunch of sweet potatoes because I had this one sweet potato that I forgot in my potato drawer. Um, and when I brought it back out, it had sprouted like all over to the point where the sprouts had leaves on them. And Ooh. I'm like, I'm kind of impressed that like in like literally, you know, just a dark cardboard box, <laughs> this thing managed to grow so much. I felt bad just throwing it out. So I decided to look up how to like, you know, plant sweet potatoes. And I did that. And I put, I had like, four like very big pots uh on my windowsill uh for the past several months and the uh the instructions i said said like they're they're generally ready to pick um about or to dig up uh about 4 months after you plant them you'll know it's time when the vines start to like wither and go yellow and so my vines were starting to wither and go yellow. And I'm like, okay, well, it's time to pick the sweet potatoes. But apparently sweet potatoes, you can't just, like, pick them and wash them. Um, sweet potatoes are apparently, like, very delicate when they first come out of the ground. They're, and they're, like, heavily starch. Uh, and they need to be cured, which means you have to leave them in the heat uh, so that the starches can turn into sugars and the skin can, like, dry and harden. And I'm like, okay... How am I going to get heat? <laughs> because it's, you know, like early, like March in Seattle. And so the, the article I read said, like, what you should do is put them in a plastic bag in the, uh, like, on the sunniest place in your house. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to have to wait for a day where there's, like, actual sunlight <laughs> happening. Um, and, like, the windowsill somewhat warms up. Um, so I... That was true yesterday, so I went and I dug up all four of my plants, and <laughs> there were sweet potatoes, but they are, uh, they're, they're like the size of a peanut, uh, oh. each of them. And not, not even like a full, like, shell, peanut in the shell, like an individual peanut that you take out of a peanut shell. Oh, no. <laughs> There's like, there's like, I don't know, nine of them or something, but they're all that small. <laughs> well, I guess you don't have to worry about curing them unless you really want to. Yeah, I, I mean, I left them on the windowsill regardless, but uh, <laughs> I'll probably like feed them to the isopods or something. That's probably fair. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I think been... it's because I didn't like uh, ever fertilize them <laughs> in the whole mm. four months, so they didn't have enough nutrients. Yeah, maybe. But hey, you you tried to grow. You had a a, a hobby for a little while for free. Yeah, it was fine. I had that some was... cute plants on the windowsill for yeah, a few months. You, you had a hobby for four months for literally like the cost of a sweet potato, which is like <laughs> very first... little money. Yeah, for a so... sweet potato, I was gonna throw out anyway. Yeah. No, so yeah i am once again like it's spring here now and i didn't get any like anything planted <laughs> like the gardening shit that i've been saying i'm gonna do uh oh well i do want to start i do <clears throat> i want to in the fall next fall i want to grow some garlic i want my i want my own garlic that sounds fun. like the good kind of garlic but yeah, I I was reminded of this because you also have to cure garlic when you oh, when you pop it out the ground. Interesting. You like cure it so that the the paper dries out, like the papery skins, um, so that you can store it, and then you do the braid after it's cured for a bit, and oh, then it continues yeah. to cure after you braid it. So it's supposed to last for like nine months if you keep it like on the stock and in a braid and in a like dark place, I guess. So. I mean, having, a, having a garlic braid hanging in the kitchen sounds like really classy. I know. We usually yeah. just throw the garlic in like a dark and dry place, and it lasts for like ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it's nice when uh, you have the, the produce that actually like keeps. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I would say. An unsuccessful farming experiment, but, like, semi-successful gardening experiment, I guess. Yeah. As long as, I mean, yeah, you got you got a plant to look at. I think yeah, that's successful, I successful I, I successfully, gardening. I successfully took a plant from the beginning of its life cycle to the end of its life cycle. Yeah. Um, which, you know, was cool. And it's, it's actually, like, the way you make uh, sweet potato slips was pretty cool. Um, cause it's, you, it's not like potatoes where you just like cut off the eyes and plant them as is. You have to like twist off the, the growing part and then you have to, um, like put it in a jar of water until it develops enough roots to plant. Um, and so like watching the slips develop roots was actually like super cool. That's, uh, su that's surprising. I would have, I would have thought that it was like just exactly like potatoes. Like you just take yeah. a chunk out and put it in the ground, but yeah. No, it was, it was cool. So, yeah. So I learned about how to do that, which was really neat. Uh, and then I, you know, I learned, uh, I got to plant them and see the, the vines grow, and it was really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> They're probably not going to eat the sweet potatoes, but still. But, I mean, yeah, the isopods can eat them. Somebody's going to eat them. Yep. So, yep. that's fine. <laughs> Somebody benefits. <laughs> yeah. Nothing goes to waste. And also, I have to a... turn one sweet potato into less sweet potatoes, <laughs> but more of them. Yeah, into many smaller individual sweet potatoes. And you know, that's fine. As like I said, I was literally gonna throw away the other one, so <laughs> nothing lost. Yeah. <sighs> Anybody else play or see anything interesting or read? I'm trying to remember anything. I mean, my mom came and visited, and that's why we're that's why we delayed by a week. 
Um, but other than that, I'm like trying to remember anything that I've done. <laughs> um, and I just can't. Yeah, same. I started playing uh, the one of the Atelier games, the JRPGs. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure if I should be happy that I'm actually enjoying it. I mean, there's a lot of those games, so if you enjoy it, that's <laughs> like that's like a lot of potential games for you to play and enjoy. There is. It's like struck gold. But it's also like sort of the worst part of like anime JRPGs all combined. <laughs> What's the gameplay like? Is it just like standard JRPG menu combat stuff? Yeah, with the inclusion of you're like an alchemist. So you don't use spells, you just craft items. Hmm, okay. And then you... It's also very heavily based around time, so everything you do takes time, and you only wow. have a couple of years to complete the game. I see. So you have to, like, I manage like your the... time. I like the enemy designs that I'm seeing in these screenshots and like the the, the little cute character designs. It's very heavily like it's, anime it's girl. Very anime. <laughs> oh, you know what? I in my mind I was you I know you said these and I was thinking of the Reseteer games where you have a shop, which I mean I guess those are also extremely anime girl JRPGs in the same vein. Um but now I like am thinking about the right yeah, thing. Reseteer is more like you don't do a lot of the actual JRPGing. You mostly yeah. do the shop running. You just do the like... shop, the the management stuff. Which yeah. why? Um, yes, I mean, like, yeah, it's definitely like a hyper, like anime girl style. But yeah, there's some cute little critters involved here. It looks like I love these little dragons that came down, came up on the image search. Whatever they are, they're so cute. We cracked the code. We know exactly how to get Kyla hooked. <laughs> Cute critter. Oh my god, what are these little things? They're like little round puffs with like uh, purple ears and tiny whiskers. What? Here, hold on. I'm gonna I have to put this in uh in our uh Discord chat. Maybe if we think of it later like, we can um Where where are you seeing these? I look up these games and all I see is anime girls doing like shiny flourishes. Oh, oh, that's the game I'm playing. Oh. Yeah, look at those tiny things! What are those? Those are enemies. <laughs> They're like little cat puffs. These are the little dragon ones. Um, yeah, I just, I, I Google image searched uh, Atelier uh, gameplay, and this is what, oh, yeah. like, this is what came up. Or atelier, I guess, to not use the boorish American mispronunciation. Uh, okay, now I have to look up atelier enemies because they like they see yeah they like they they have a very like Pokemon style like uh, enemy design. These weird little like gem girls. What what are those? Uh -oh. And here's a here's just a sprite. Right, it's hooked now. Oh my goodness! So many of these look so good. What the heck? Uh, hopefully we'll remember to share some of these on the the Twitter, because like man, some of these are real fun designs. 
Um, I love the the second row on the sprite sheet has these little like what are like I don't even know how to describe them like ferret dogs. Huh. There's like some real cool crystalline beast things and wyverns. There's like some some neat sharks. Bang though. <laughs> now I'm here. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm still not gonna play it, but this is some fun enemies. I like the critters. Yeah, it's a, it all pretty much started as a joke of like how these were like the most anime games ever and none of us could stand it. <laughs> so and yeah, it anyway. here you are. I played it and I enjoyed it. Yep. That's how they get you. <clears throat> That's how they get you. Now, now we just have to play through like 30 JRPGs. Yeah, this is like why I'm afraid to play Genshin Impact. Because, um, like, what if it's good? That would be awful. <laughs> yeah. For my, for my just general time and and wallet. Huh. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, yeah. Have we? Are we? I can't tell if we're like putting it off or not. I was I was trying to give a bit of buffer time because I do think we are. Not that I'm not that I don't want to talk about the game, but I don't think we're gonna have much to say about the game. So yeah, As... our our historically our city builder discussions tend to be pretty short. So yeah, yeah, we played Timberborn by Mechanistry, and it's a uh... it's a city beavers. builder. Yeah, <laughs> it's a city yeah. builder with beavers. But yeah, <clears throat> but the gimmick is your beavers. Which okay, so I have a I have like a central thesis that I want us to explore as dis as part of discussing this game, um, which is the question of, uh, like how do you make a good game in a, like, or a successful game I guess, in a saturated genre, right? Like if you are deciding to make a city builder, I feel like there's there's basically two things you can do, either. You can make a city builder that is just the core stuff of a city builder, but better than everybody else, where you're, like, directly competing with every city builder that there's been. And you're like, no, this, like, I'm going to do it the right way. And you have, like, the perfect blend of the mechanics. City or, Skylines, too? Yeah, City, sky, city <laughs> Skylines. Um, or you make the genre, but with a gimmick. Right? It's City Builder, but with beavers, right? Or with, you know, it's a City Builder, but, like, there's, I don't know, you know, you're, you're underground, or it's, uh, you know, you're in the center of an asteroid, or, like, yeah, the city is flying, um, and you have to manage, like, your weight balance or whatever. Um, and the, like... They they are both difficult in their own ways. Obviously, the the former is very difficult because you are competing with every everything else in the genre very directly, uh, and the latter is difficult because you have to come up with a gimmick that's good, right? Yeah. Like with something that makes it stand out. Um, and so there's the question of like, how do we feel Timberborn performs along these axes? Uh, you know I. And here's the thing, like, I don't play a lot of city builders. Basically, the only city builders that I have played in the last 
however long we've been doing this podcast, are ones that we have played for this podcast. Um, and I Just like. like... Have we done anything besides? Did we? I think we did City Skylines, and we did right? Banished. We did Banished. We did like, Banished to Tycoon. We yeah, ban- which I guess kind of counts. I think. A, I think it's it's like some management sims. So yeah, it's a management sim. Like a, yeah, a, a city builder is like you just gotta manage something real big. Cities is big. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I built bigger theme parks than the cities I ever managed to build in Timberborn here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it it just felt a lot like like banished, but kind of reskinned because you know you're in yeah. that sort of low tech, um, you know, vaguely medieval. I mean, this not that this is medieval. This is explicitly post apocalyptic. But you yeah. know, you're you're in that like low tech. Okay, we got to start basically from scratch with how to develop a civilization. Yeah, um, yeah. My so... first thought was like instantly, this is banished, but good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I'm... even remember banished that much, it's, but it's banished. Yeah, banished, but instead of winter, there's droughts. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd go with banished, but good because I liked banished a lot. It's banished, but tuned differently. Yeah. Um, like there, there's some things that banished does that, uh, like I miss a little in Timberborn, and there's some things that banished did that I really <laughs> don't miss in timberborn like um it's and it's like there's some stuff also that's just it that just feels different and it's kind of a your mileage may vary like one of the things in this is you do not have to individually like assign people to jobs um Mm -hmm. like you can change like you know job priorities and who's on what but you don't you're like you're not required to that's not part of the main gameplay loop necessarily um, and I think like that very much changes the feel of the game because you don't you don't feel every single individual <laughs> quite as strongly as you did in Banished, where like each new worker was like very very important. Um, yeah. This one, like if you don't have someone who's you know ready for a job yet, you're like, oh, maybe I'll shuffle stuff around. Maybe I'll just wait for a little bit for more beavers to be born. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, it's sort of like, oh, okay, I've, I've got enough food for now, so I'm just going to pause, like, the, the, um, the foraging stand, or I'm going to, I'm going to pause the farm for a little bit here, because I'm, I'm full up on carrots, baby. Yeah, yeah, I have so many carrots, I got nowhere to even put these carrots. Yeah, carrots are dying in the field. Yep, that's happened, that happened to me several times. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I do think, like, part of its tuning that differentiates it from Banished, though, made it, and maybe this is just because, and to be fair, like, everything we say here, take with a grain of salt, because the game is technically still early access, so lots of things may still change, especially, I assume, balance-based th- stuff. Um, but balance-wise, it felt real easy to me. Um, like, I I never had the same kind of, like, worry about resource shortage and, like, you know, am I going to get everything ready in time for winter in quite the same way that I did it with Banished? Um, yeah. Which, um, well, you know, that's a kind of like, do you want it to be hard or easy? And to be fair, I was on normal difficulty, not there is a harder difficulty, which I could have been mm-hmm. on. Um, but yeah, yeah, I rarely felt pressured by the mechanics at all. Yeah, yeah, I very much agree. And this was my big thing, separating Timberborn from Banished in that banished when th- things started going bad it went worse 
Yeah, uh, it yeah. was very hard and to save. The, the, yeah, things, you yeah. can have like 15 beavers that die in a drought, and they'll come back fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll just bounce right back. It never felt like I'm about to lose. Yeah, yep. the, the, the snowball effect of, of Banished, um, just the total collapse, um, never felt like a worry, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I spent, I, I'm usually very, like, oh, I gotta, like, I can't fast forward too much because then things are gonna spiral out of control. And there were entire times where for, like, minutes I had it on max speed, and it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, actually this is fine. Um, yeah, after after my initial game, I just played on max speed the entire time. And I still felt like I spent most of my time playing the game, like, waiting. Like, checking my phone and looking at other stuff while I was just waiting for projects yes. to complete. Waiting for just, the resources to build up or yeah, things like that. Yeah, not a great feeling, to be honest. Um, one nice thing that City Skylines does is they give you, like... You know, buildings periodically just go vacant, and they give you, like, a little demolish button, and you can just demolish buildings that are vacant mm -hmm. while you wait for stuff to happen. Yeah. Um, and, like, this could could have used something like that. Like, something that I can do while I'm waiting for my dynamite to be created, right? Um, mm -hmm. And because yeah. otherwise, I'm I'm literally sitting there for, like, an entire in-game drought doing nothing, just waiting for stuff. Just waiting uh, for the drought to pass, so that, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and, and even, you know, like, it's not even necessarily because there's a drought, it's just like, well, it's, you know, like, I could set stuff to build, but I really want them to finish the stuff that they're doing first, so I guess I'll just mm -hmm. sit here and wait. <clears throat> and it's, you know, like, 16 in-game days or whatever that I'm just doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, and then they go to bed, and you wait even longer because yeah, while they're sleeping. Yeah, yeah, and you can change the like amount of hours that they sleep versus are active, but I didn't really mess with that because I assumed that like that affects your beavers' like abilities to continue to work, and I don't know. I actually don't know what that affects. I I kind of felt it would affect like happiness and maybe lifespan, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it has no effect. Who knows? I mean, yeah, it's got to affect something, but who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I forgot that existed because I was also scared <laughs> that it would be bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't do it just because I don't know. It seems mean. Like <laughs> yeah. Like like we're so used to living in a capitalist society where you have to maximize your productivity time and I just want that to not be a thing yep. in the little world that I'm managing in the little yeah. world that I'm god of like I don't yeah. want these beavers to have to I want them to enjoy their time, time. And, and, yeah they should have time relax. to go swim in the swim in their little litos and yeah. you know sit in their sit little around the campfire yeah. yeah um yeah. work life yeah, balance absolutely. baby and and also I think part of that is uh an instinct that I've just gotten from playing a lot of uh, Oxygen Not Included, uh, where mm. you can, like, really micromanage everybody's schedules, but, like, they get tired, and if you don't give them enough sleep time, they will be bad at their jobs, and they will maybe die. Yeah. Um, and, and or they will be miserable, which uh, creates other cascading problems in that game. Yeah. Uh, Another sim game we played. I guess Did yeah, we that's play true. Oxygen not included on stream or on pod? 
Yeah, we did. It was like way, way early. Okay. That was one of the first, I don't know, maybe ten episodes. I want to say it's it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, so. So, one thing that Oxygen not included, and a lot of other games I feel like also have kind of over this is a, a compelling reason to continue building. Um, right, like banished, like okay, so. In order to to have a city builder, it's really helpful. Like, yes, you might just want to have a city builder and build cities for the sake of, like, building a city. But most of the time, the games provide a compelling reason for you to continue growing. Either by providing some extrinsic goal, like in, you know, mm -hmm. um, Oxygen Not Included, it's like, get off the asteroid, um, or, you know, things like that. And, uh, or, or build the monument. Uh, or they provide like a resource reason, right? Like, you know, if in order to not collapse, you need to mm -hmm. stay ahead of this resource <laughs> curve and keep growing, right? Like, uh, or, it, you know, you, you'll have a limited amount of time to build stuff until you run out of this resource. So you better have gotten to a point in the tech tree where you can like replace the resource with something else. Because otherwise, like, you know, you're, you're kind of screwed. And like, this game feels like it has none of those pressures. So, yes. like, once you yeah. make a self-sustaining town, it's like there's no reason to continue. Yeah, I really, really struggled with it. Um, the only, like, you know, and I, I, I said this before we started recording, uh, even even city builders that do this well, um, it's it's just most of the time not enough of an extrinsic goal to keep me motivated. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'd rather just do something narrative. Um, and in this case, the the extrinsic goals are extremely low. And the only thing I was really ever worried about was like, well, how can I make these little beavers happier? And I was yep. constantly pulling up that happiness menu to be like, okay, what's the next thing I can work on um, yep. in order to, you know, and make these guys happier? And it almost always for me ended up being like, okay, well, I'll figure out how to make bread or I'll grow yeah. some new crops. <laughs> different, yeah, different type of food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, okay, well, I guess I guess they need religion now. We'll give these beavers some religion. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh... Which I guess on one hand, like, it it does feel they... kind of nice that that becomes the goal is just make yeah. these guys have a happy life. That's cool. But it's like, not super compelling. Good way... It's also a good way to have something to always work towards, like, mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. the next thing I can do? But yeah. Yeah. there also needs to be something... Yeah, like, but the thing is, you, you, you can't don't get... Just... Yeah, you... go on. You need, need something else to drive you to make... to have some bigger goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it's it's just a number that goes up, and, like, you un you unlock the second faction when the number hits 15, and after that, there's literally zero rewards for mm -hmm. any of those numbers. It's not like, oh, I unlock part of the tech tree when I hit, you know, 30 happiness or whatever. Um, and, like, in my first game, I was regular, like, I got into the 30s in happiness, and, like, my beavers were very happy, and I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, I don't feel like there's any compelling reason to continue here. And I feel like, and I don't know, maybe this is... Like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm not making the game, so obviously it's it's easy for me to have ideas. But I feel like it would have been super easy to just say, okay, well, beavers, like, the stereotype about beavers is because they're one of the only animals that, that build structures is that, oh, they're very industrious. So, like, I don't know, maybe make it that, like, they get sadder and more, you know, 
I guess, discontented over time if they're not continuing to build things. And then that just builds in a little impetus to like, okay, well, yep. I got to build a new thing because they're going to get pissed off if they're not building stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, that so, was just kind of my first thought. There, or just but... have like a bigger or an escalating threat. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you quite quickly stabilizes, as we said. And like mm-hmm. once you once you survive the droughts, you have nothing to fear. Yeah. 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 Because the, the droughts, they start with escalating intensity, right? Like it starts with like a two day drought, and then eventually you get in the like six to nine range but once you hit the six to nine range they don't get worse after that um yeah. and so yeah at that point you're like if you know you can survive a drought then you can survive a drought and then it's up to you um one so what i would have made the goal and so i guess this is like slightly tangential but i i was incredibly disappointed that i felt like they did not take advantage of what could potentially be their unique selling point right like the whole thing is this is a city builder, but with beavers. And like mm-hmm. the but with beavers part, like didn't feel like they did anything with that. And I, the, to me, by far and away, the most interesting part of the game, and this is obviously just a personal preference thing. It's very much my kind of thing. But for me was the terrain deformation and the, the water rerouting. Yeah, the, yeah, the water rerouting could... was a huge thing. Yeah, like the fact that you could like, you know, deepen rivers and move rivers around and create little lakes and, you know, like irrigate land and stuff like that's the most beavery thing you do. And it's at like the very top of the tech tree. You can't do it until you've done basically everything else um, yeah. because you need dynamite. And it's like and like one of the hardest resources to get is dirt. It's just like digging up yeah. dirt. It's like that should be the first resource <laughs> that I have, right? Like, is the ability to dig and to reroute water is like that should be what the game is built around. I mean, yeah, that's like, you're a that's, beaver. That's the two things beavers use to make dams: is stick and mud. Yep. And like maybe some I don't know leaf. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, make that your starting point. I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, so like if the game was built around like you need to bring water to areas in order because like you have to build your lodges partially in water and like it's all about rerouting water and t- controlling water levels and like moving, you know, that like that I think would have been a much more compelling game for me. Uh if like if that had been the focus. And instead it feels like kind of an afterthought that you can do in the end game section like that was really disappointing to me. Mhm. Yeah. I'm like a not sure I entirely agree, but No. Cuz I think they do quite quickly go into like dam building. Yeah, you can do damming. Like uh, that's unlocked from the start. Mm-hmm. Um but like all that can do is like make your existing water source like marginally deeper pretty much. Um, until you have the ability to, like, destroy terrain, you can't really reroute anything. Um, which, like, alright. I mean, you can flood the stuff. I guess a little bit. It's... The, the water, the, the water physics also, I found a little bit difficult to predict. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It made for some kind of funny moments. And at one point, a reload, because I just accidentally flooded my entire town. Yay! Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
I mean, you know, as I say, like that's for me, that's kind of a personal preference thing because I, I love <laughs> terrain deformation and water rerouting. That's like a mechanic I enjoy. Um, so it it was one that I was like, you know, excited to have some, some control over. Um, there's also like, there's an interesting thing they do with expansion where they force you to like you can only expand so far away from your main town center before you have to build a second town center and like make a new district mm -hmm. uh and i've kind of mixed feelings on that as a mechanic um like it it definitely like made me feel like i had separate beaver towns um and that had like trade with each other which was kind of cool but i'm not sure mechanically it really did much other it, than it was hard to to get to expand past a certain point yeah it just seemed like the range was it could have been a little bigger for a town center i don't know it it just seems like this seems like not very much space for like an entire town like what it doesn't make sense to me that those guys are a mile over there and it's like a foreign country because they've got yeah. a different they've got a different hub built like i don't know yeah it's also it's difficult to uh establish a, a second town center because you you kind of have to like set them up with all the resources they need until they're able to produce their own and sometimes that can take a while but mm -hmm. also like in at least in the standard map and the secondary map that i played as well they put all of the metal resources far enough away from your starting location that you kind of have to um yeah. like yeah. build a second district in order to get any of that part of the tech tree um so you, you sort of, I always ended up having like a mining town that was initially just completely dependent on resources from the main district. And then I the mining the town. Same. Yep. And then mm -hmm. eventually I would figure out a way to route water to the mining town and then we could, could grow our own crops and stuff. Yep. Carrots for everybody. Yep. And eventually and a, bread. And eventually bread. A mining bread. town and a farming town and a wood town. Yep. And yeah, all right. I have I took a bunch of notes, but they're probably not the sort of notes that uh, like um, matter that much to for the, the like that are that interesting for the pod. They were more like playtest notes, of like here's all the stuff that I should leave as feedback for the devs. I'm like, actually interested to hear hear your notes. Yeah, you can okay. you can briefly kind of. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Okay. So notes. Uh. The roofs have little uh, icons that indicate the shape, and nothing else does. Like, why why doesn't everything have, like, or nothing, have a little shape indicator? Mm -hmm. um, the, the two factions don't feel very different. And maybe that's something they'll fix with balancing. I'm hoping they'll introduce more factions, but, like... I played, I, you know, once I unlocked the Iron Teeth, I played them as the, as, you know, a second game. And... Like, they, they feel like like they have different lore. Um, you know, the buildings look slightly different, but gameplay-wise, I did exactly the same thing as I did with the folktales. And it was mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, there was no particular compulsion to for them to behave a certain way. I was expecting them to kind of have different stats, right? Like, oh, they'll work harder and need fewer resources, but also... They, you know, they'll or they'll require different things for happiness, right? Like they won't require as much food variety, but like they'll require higher tech buildings or something like that. But no, mm -hmm. 
they're they're identical. They just have they've got a few slightly different buildings where like instead of windmills, they have like an engine where you can burn fuel. Um and if they they give birth via like uh pods. There's like genetic uh like genetic pod tube things that you build and those generate babies instead of like the housing. Um which mechanically doesn't actually feel different. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like their their lodges are better. Like they hold more people. Um, but like I don't know. That's about it. They like they really don't. Um, they still just I've, want bread. Yeah. Everybody wants bread. Everybody just wants bread. But everybody just wants some maple pastries. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so then I have like wish that it focused on the on beaver stuff slash terrain manipulation more um god uh, the ability to rotate buildings after setting a blueprint would be really really nice <laughs> the number of times i set a blueprint in the wrong direction and then oh, had to god. destroy it when it was partially made in order yeah. to like move it was like in general like being able to move buildings after they're built rather than having to destroy and replace them would be nice but i understand like why they don't but at least let me like change the blueprint if it's not fully built yet um stairs oh my god do they need stairs that go around a corner <laughs> for god's sake <laughs> the number of times where like i had to do like a really like you know i had like a perfect fit for my buildings in one corner and the f the need to, for stairs to be linear just completely ruined it. And was it um, the perfect fit for the buildings? Apparently not, because you need f a fucking like runway to get your stairs, because they only go straight, and you can't like build a path next to a stairs. You have to have one path at the top and bottom of the stair, and I mm, the stairs really annoyed me. I uh, the. I desperately needed some kind of spiral staircase, like An one elevator. Each yeah, or a, yeah, or a ladder, <laughs> just a freaking ladder. Um. Uh. Yeah. Let's see. Not sure what districting like really adds to it because time of the time it takes for like resources to get to a location is already a limiting factor. So it felt like the districting wasn't adding like a ton. Um. Generally, comparison to banished, um, like the individuals. So that that was more a note for us than playtesting notes. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the balance often felt off. Uh, in particular, like when I was playing Iron Teeth, they have like a big water wheel, which is a pain in the ass to build, and it it really generates like almost no electricity. Like it's 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 not. I don't think it even generates as much as just having a beaver running on a wheel. And you don't even have water reliably running all the time, so like it, I felt like way more effort to build than it was actually worth. Um, <clears throat> which for like a faction unique, uh, uh, you know, building is like kind of annoying. Um, I had a really hard time when I was placing things, um, like telling the difference between, for instance, like chestnut and maple trees. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. which was annoying when I was trying to like plant them in the same space and I'm like wait which one was this um, in general it would be really cool if um, <clears throat> for instance when I was like 
in this thing where I was marking like what trees should be cut down, it would be neat if I could see the radius of all the tree cutters. So I could know if I was marking something that was inside that radius yes. or outside of the radius. That happened to me so to many times of like, why, why are these last little straggly trees just like, why are they not cutting those? Oh, right. Because I'm not in like range. Two spaces beyond the range. Yeah, the mm -hmm. same thing goes for farms because mm -hmm. planting crops and like building the farmhouse are different menus. And so you don't see, when you're planting crops, you don't see the radiuses of the farmhouses. So you don't know if they can reach those, uh, those resources. So yeah, like anytime there's like a resource and the building is in a different menu, like if I'm placing that resource, I want to see the radius of the buildings that are affected by it. Mm -hmm. um, so. I don't know. That's all of my my playtest notes. Yeah, good notes. Um, yeah, but good yeah. good concepts. So but I think like in on on the level of like my initial sort of thesis of like the two ways you can make a really good city builder. I think they're like I don't know if I would say like one of my top city builders in terms of like just straight up. The mechanics of a city builder i would say they're like good but not necessarily stand out for me and in terms of like having a gimmick like they have a gimmick but i don't think they do as much with it as like they would need to for it to be a standout gimmick either so i feel like it's a it's a really solid game that if i didn't have the podcast as a reason to play it i probably wouldn't have just skipped on steam because it doesn't stand out quite enough to compete over, you know, city builders I already have, like Banished yeah. and, and Oxygen Not Included and, and City Skylines. Yeah, very I middle don't... of the road, I felt like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say middle of the road. I would say it's, like, very well done. Yeah, and yeah average, I, I would say, but... And I would say the, just the fact that they're beavers and they have cool aesthetics on their buildings yeah. carries it a long way, because... Banished is like the most boring aesthetic you can have. <laughs> yeah, that and banished is like depressing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we're not going to survive the winter. But yeah, yeah like but, I said, but it, you do it, you it, do feel much like that said, I did feel way more connected to individuals in banished mm -hmm. just because like each individual person was such a precious resource. <laughs> That I'm yeah. like, I, I know the names of all the people in my village, and I know, like, who's getting up there in years, and who's going to need to be replaced soon, and, you know, I know who's educated and not educated, and, like, I'm, I'm being a, exaggerating a little. I didn't quite know everybody, but I felt that way about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the biggest problem of Timberborn is, yes, it's really fun, and then you quickly run out of stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, and I think Banished had that problem as well. Yeah, but Banish at least had the like growth resource growth pressure, where you felt like you if you didn't keep working at it, like everything would collapse. <laughs> Which is not a fun way to encourage you to keep going, but it is a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it could really benefit from something in the style of uh, Oxygen Not Included, where there's, like, an end game thing you're trying to do, right? Like, make it so that when I hit level, like, you know, max happiness or near max happiness, like level 30 or 35 or whatever happiness, I unlock, like, the last monument that I need to build 
and like building the monument is like the end game goal or something like that, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it could really benefit from that kind of thing. Yeah. By the way, did either of you ever get to the point of uh, of doing bots in your tech tree? No. I, I ignored oh. that whole part of the tech tree. <laughs> okay. And as a result, I never got dirt. I, I never had dirt as a resource. <laughs> Which feels so weird. I mean, you're beavers. It does feel so weird. It's all, you're, it's right there. There's dirt all yeah, over the place. It. Yeah. Just you got dig. more dirt than tree. Huh. Uh, but yeah, the bots felt like not very in line with the aesthetics of the game. Even the even the Iron Teeth faction. Um and like also like too high up the tech tree and like except for the dirt digger thing, like they didn't really provide anything that I couldn't get for like elsewhere in the tech tree that was easier. Mm -hmm. So I just yeah. never ventured into it. Yeah, above the tech tree, I would have liked to have some gating to it. Yeah, besides just unlock with science points. Yeah, because the ability to just go for literally anything is very daunting and yeah, like quite confusing. Yeah, the um. I guess you could, like, maybe it would be better if they, like, grade out stuff that you don't have the resources for yet. Like, there's no point in letting you unlock explosives until you've, um, you've done metal building, because you need metal blocks, uh, in order to, like, build that building. Um, so, yeah, like, that I... would be grayed out until after you've built, like, a metal smithing building. Yeah, I ran into that really early, um, because one of the things in the happiness you know, list was um, under aesthetics was scarecrows. And I was like, okay, well, I've got a farm. I might as well build some scarecrows. And I put the scarecrows down and they just like kept not getting built. And I was like, why is this not getting built? Oh, you need paper, which I had not built the paper mill yet. I'm like, oh, do that. They, they could have warned me. Uh, so, yeah, that would be helpful. Um, but Yeah. And I like I followed the tutorial also that that it comes with in the beginning, and like the tutorial basically sets you up to the point of having a self-sustaining city. Yeah, pretty the much. tutorial beats the game for you. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, cool. Now I know exactly what I need to do to just always succeed at this game and never have any problems. But then it does. Like I wish there would have been like secondary tutorial. I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of stuff that like. I wish it would have at least given me sort of a primer on um, building multi-leveled, you know, areas. Because I, I, maybe I'm just dumb. It took me a while to figure out how to actually make that work. And it seems like that's a pretty big selling point of the game as well. Because they, they build it into everything. Um, like every building that you create has a stat that is, is this solid or not? Which means, can you build on top of this or not? Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, but it's hard to do because you have to have pathing to the doorways, so you can't just like stack a bunch of houses on top of each other. Yeah. You have to have like stairs leading to the entrances, so you have to have like little terraces around it and stuff, basically. Yeah, and that's why that's why it took me so long to figure out because like I would try to build something on a roof and then be like, oh right, they don't build stairs inside of the buildings. 
Because that would be crazy, putting stairs <laughs> inside of your building. What, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> so then you have to go through, you know, all the rigmarole of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, platforms and, and stairs and things. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it seemed a little weird that that wasn't tutorialized, at least a little bit. Um, yeah. But, you know, not that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah, it almost feels like it could have used less tutorial. <laughs> oh yeah, ways. that 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 but, too. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's a weird. It's a tough, it's a tough balance. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they should like save the tutorial for each thing until you like engage with that thing, where it's like, oh, it tutorializes the thing once you like have built that thing. Um, yeah. Like once you build your first solid object, it tells you how to build on top or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or once or you realize districts. Yeah, or once you accidentally build um, a large, like a oh, big yeah. lodge that has the second story entrance that your beavers can't use because you don't have a second story. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to build a big lodge so that I mm-hmm. don't have to waste so much space on all these small lodges. Oh, just kidding. You can't You can't use that. It's a second story entrance, you idiot. Yeah. Come but, on. Yeah, to Carl's point, like how to do districts once you start doing districts yes. would have been nice. That would have been um, super especially helpful. like I ended up looking up how the like resource trading thing worked because there's like that whole like there's a whole min max limit system that's mm-hmm. not particularly intuitive that has no no tutorial at all. Yes. Um, I'm putting these in my notes so that I can leave them for the <laughs> the devs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an early access, especially how. Rating resources between districts works. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely needed some conditional tutorials that trigger at later points in the game and aren't up front in, mm-hmm. uh, in the main progression. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've got anything else to say. I'm trying to think how Oxygen, because Oxygen Not Included worked a lot on how their tutorial systems work. And they kind of do a, like, once you get to the point in the tech tree where you have access to a thing, they just kind of tutorialize that whole section of the tech tree as one tutorial, and then they let you kind of explore it on your own a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think is how they, they more or less resolved it. I haven't played it in a while, and they've had a lot of updates since I last played. So, uh, I also, for con- contrast, I also played a little bit of Airborne Kingdom um, while we were playing this, and that's a game that's like, um, I don't actually remember how they do their tutorial. They do tutorials, but like, it's much more like minimalist. You kind of have to figure out some stuff. But they have a that's a game that um, also explicitly has an end state. Where it's like, here's your goal. Your goal is to like meet and ally with these twelve cities, and then have like this number of people as your population. And once you do both of those things, you win the game. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, and it just stops. And so there's a there's a lot of good um, pressures on you to like keep you moving and and keep you from becoming so, sort of too static in in one. Uh, in one style, especially because also in that game, like the whole gimmick is that your city flies, and you uh, you have to not only like manage its like weight distribution and sort of lift and thrust, um, but 
you use up resources in an area like fairly quickly and they come back over time but they don't come back as quickly as you use them up so you have to be kind of constantly moving to areas with new resources so that you don't run out of your resources um, which is like a also a good way of sort of forcing progression um, we should really play airborne kingdom at some point it's a good game it's very interesting um, but probably not for a while since we don't generally have like super long things super long yeah uh, we can only do one city builder every like two years <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that um yeah. but yeah that's that's pretty much what i have to say about about timberborn um i don't know we we usually at the end talk about like music and art um it has two music tracks, one for normal times and one for It's a Drought Now. Um, I mostly turned the music off and like listened to Spotify while I was yep. playing. Yep. Or like Same. other stuff. Um, which, I mean, you know, they're fine. They're very like minimal background track kind of things that don't get in the way, but it's two tracks and you're going to get bored after a while. Yeah, I feel like that sort of engagement with the music is pretty common at least of my experience with city builders also yeah, it's like, like yeah, yeah the music doesn't don't... matter just just yeah put on put on you know a tv show or a stream or something yeah and that's that's your background noise it's fine yep and uh art wise like i don't know that it looks like anything special in terms of art style the beavers themselves are very cute <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's it's uh it's good art they and the uh the two factions do have slightly different building styles so like stuff looks different um from one to the other so that's cool like that's a nice touch um, i really like like this is just one random thing but the the illustration in the load screen is gorgeous yeah, it really it's, is. Very, it's very nice um and you know all all of the uh, actual illustration work not like in-game models not that they not that there's anything wrong with the in-game models but all of the illustration work is 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 very nice it's it's just you know it's yeah cute and cute but not too cute you know, um, yeah, if colorful, you, uh, very colorful. If you don't have houses for the beavers, they like curl up on the ground outside to sleep, and it's like very cute. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of drop where they're standing, like a sim. Uh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's you know, it's it's cute. I like. I really hope that they can they can push for just a little bit more uniqueness before they release. Because like I, I want this game to do well because I feel like it has a ton of potential, but I feel like they're just like they're 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 currently at like very good but not noteworthy, and like I want them to be noteworthy. <laughs> like I want them to push that last little bit. Yeah, it's it's kind of a hard sell at this point. I feel like um, I mean, once once you get said, past the gimmick, it has sold really well. That's okay, true. Well, that's good. Good for them. That's true. Then. Like that's really good. well. Maybe the maybe just the gimmick of city builder, but your beavers is enough. Yeah. Well, no, what I mean more is that it's a hard sell to like keep you into it. Yeah. Kind of once 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 the novelty of oh their beavers wears off, it's like okay, well, okay. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I I I I agree. I think a lot of potential here, and it's still in early access, so you know who knows anything could happen. They have, they have time to do other stuff. 
Yeah. I really do wonder if they're planning to do more factions because it seems really weird to have one additional faction that's not that different if, you know, like, one is such an odd number of those. Like, I would expect at least three factions to exist. Yeah, uh, three, three seems to be the magic number, generally. Yeah. And, like, it's so much work and it doesn't really add anything right now. Yeah, It's exactly, in a weird place. Like... I would almost like cut the iron teeth and just focus on doing better with the folktales, right? Like on doing more stuff, um, rather than uh, like yeah. So it needs either like one more or one less faction. Yep. I don't think they can remove a faction at this point. Yeah, probably, probably not. not. That's the problem with having the game in early access as well. Is like there's large scale things that if you cut them, it's gonna be weird. And also, like, having the faction to unlock is kind of, like, the one goal that you have early game, and without that, then you're, like, entirely without goals. Mm -hmm. So, you gotta have something. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, you also, you do have, like, they do have monuments in the game, um, and right now they're, like, they unlock the same as everything else, and they don't really do that much. So maybe you just need to make, like, those monuments the endgame goals and, like, have them not unlocked by science. Have them unlocked by, like, certain things in the game. Like, you know, you get the you get a district one for uh, having at least three districts, or you get, you know, the, like, resources one for having, like, 2K food in storage, or you, you know, you'll get the... You know, the happiness one for having reached level 30 happiness or whatever, right? Like, mm -hmm. give me that kind of thing. Yeah. It was like concrete goals and I have to build like all five monuments or whatever to to beat the game. That's that's what I think this game is missing in a big way. Yeah, you got to build all the monuments to like, I don't know, summon the beaver god to bless <laughs> your your city. I don't yep. know. <laughs> Something yep. like that. It doesn't even have to make sense. <laughs> it can just be like, then the beavers have a celebration, the end. Yeah, then they have a party, they have a nice good time. Then they ascend to beaver heaven. Or like, I don't know, maybe maybe you summon the beaver god who makes it so that there's never a drought again. And they all yeah. lived happily ever after the end. Yep. The yeah. end. Yeah. Post-scarcity economy. Hooray. <laughs> yep. Um... And then you let people continue in free play mode if they want, but also like then they can start again on a harder difficulty or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I think that's probably what we've got to say about Timberborn. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts? Not really. Beavers I want to go dope. take a nap. Yeah, beavers are dope. Beavers are very cool. Um, I I don't know if uh, like there's beavers were integral that whole like reintroducing wolves to Yellowstone kind of like brought up the whole the whole population thing, right? I don't know if you know that story. But Oh like... yeah. Well I know about the, the reintroducing wolves thing. I didn't know about beavers playing a part in it. That was part of part of in reintroducing wolves made the like um because there was less competition for food from other herbivores, like the beaver population came back. And when the oh. beavers came back, they like build more dams and then they just like completely change the water table in the area and all of a sudden like you get way more vegetation growth. Because uh Oh yeah. There's, there's actually Hell there's yeah. 
there was a whole like thing for some i want to say it was like a national park in canada somewhere where like there's like a whole ongoing um like natural restoration project that hinges on they reintroduced beavers in order to create a series of lakes uh that will like at, bring water the water table back to appropriate levels in the area because beavers do that because they're great I mean, I'm... beavers also, like, ruin landscapes. Uh, it depends on what you mean by ruin. <laughs> they change landscapes significantly, which is bad for some things and good for other things. Yeah. They kill a lot of animals, but other animals grow, I guess. Yeah. They, uh, but yeah. There's, I think it's the, the thing is that, like, um, in North America, uh, like when when European settlers came, they like killed off a lot of large beaver populations. So a lot of uh, beaver reintroduction is actually like restoring uh, certain older <laughs> ecosystem types that used to be here before we we got rid of our beavers. But yeah, anyway, beavers are rad. Uh, you know what else is rad? Uh, probably, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Our next game question mark <laughs> i mean i hope so um yeah so the next game that we're playing is one that i've been keeping an eye on on twitter i follow the developers on twitter um and they're the game just released a couple weeks ago and uh the game is 24 killers which is heavily inspired by uh titles by love delic the japanese developer uh, and uh, there's also a whole bunch of games that are adjacent to Love Deluxe titles, but the big one, obviously, that everybody knows about now, thanks to Toby Fox's Moon Remix RPG adventure, um, and then I the other, <laughs> and then the other ones that are um, adjacent titles, basically by people who left the studio and went on to go do their own thing, uh, are Tulip, which is another one. It's a game about kissing people. Um, and and Chibi Robo actually is part of the lineage as well. Um, Chibi Robo is like maybe in my top five all-time games. Tulip oh, is not so. Tulip is not so high. Uh, but but it is. Tulip is not a great game, but it's a it's good not game. a great game, but it's a cool game. It's yeah. an interesting game, and it's got a great concept. Anyway, um, yeah, Twenty Four Killers uh, heavily follows in the lineage of those sorts of games. Uh, you do a lot of helping people and experience a lot of weird kind of surrealness to the world um from what i can tell i haven't actually played it yet i've been waiting um but yeah that's that's the game 24 killers i have, I have um, heard of literally zero of the games that you mentioned in this description you've so. never you've never you've never heard of chibi robo I had never heard of Chibi Robo until you started no talking about this game. Chibi Robo's great. It's on the GameCube. You can emulate it super easily on Dolphin. Not that you <laughs> should, because that's illegal. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chibi Robo. Chibi Robo is so good. I love that game so much. It's so it's so nice and 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 nice and cute and sweet. And you help people, help people and make people happy. Like that's the thing. That's the whole thing. Um, okay. Well, I am I am looking forward to experiencing a genre that apparently missed me. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a weird one. Like, Moon Moon has been a big one for a long time because it never got translated until super super recently, like within the last couple of years. 
it's just been kind of one of those like white whales of like oh here's this cool japanese game that everybody is really interested in but you can't play it if you don't speak japanese um mm-hmm. so that was kind of a big coup for that and tulip has always kind of had the status of weird weird japanese game um mm-hmm. there's a bunch of weird japanese playstation games I yeah. mean, like, my, my touchstone for weird Japanese game is probably Katamari Damashi, so... That's fair. It's it's weird in a different direction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it. I don't know. I don't want to say too much because, A, I have not played this yet. Um, and, B, uh, w- as we were talking about in the chat previously, um, before we started recording, is that we don't want to say too much because Kyla is, it just gets to experience this whole genre. Um, for the first time, and, yeah. and that's going to be interesting. So, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, go play Twenty Four Killers. Um, it's on Steam. I should have looked this up beforehand. Uh, I keep saying Twenty One Killers. Also, it's Twenty Four Killers. Uh, hang on. Let me see if if it's on. You gotta get the number of killers right. It's very important. And it's not guess... Killer Seven. Yeah, no, it's not it's Killer, not killer 7. Seven. That's also a different number of killers. That's a number of killers. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's only on Steam, but that's fine. Yeah. for now so yeah there's that go go do that thing um and then i guess we'll do plugs hello oh, yeah. i'm kelso i've been here during this podcast uh <laughs> participating what uh, <laughs> i know <laughs> weird um you can find me on twitter maybe if you'd like uh at, at kelso time Bomb. That's where I am. And then you can also look at the podcast Twitter uh, at Feedback Force. That's where that is. Uh, on the FOD podcast Twitter, the FODcast Twitter, I can't talk. I'm very tired. Uh, somewhere in there, you might have to scroll down, but it's there, uh, is the link to our Discord that you can join if you would like to do that. That's really the best way to contact any of us. <laughs> at this point, yes, it really is. So you maybe get on it. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet the link again this time. I don't always tweet the link because... That's an extra step, but I will. Yes. You've got the the Kelso promise. Tweet, Kelso will tweet the link and this like the sprite sheet and or uh, screen caps that I uh, gushed over uh, for Atelier. Oh, do I have to? I guess yes. I guess I will. Okay, fine. I'll post do up it. to four images in one tweet, so you can post all of these as one tweet. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, fine. You've won me over. I'll I'll post I'll I'll post the the anime girls. Gosh, start <laughs> it's it. It's not about the anime girls. It's about the monsters they're fighting. Um, that's true. <laughs> uh, I am Kyla. You can't really find me on Twitter, but I do have an account there uh, at Kyla underscore go. Um, you can also see pictures of my lizard uh, at Kyla Gorman Fury on. Um, on the Instagrams. Um, I also made a game called Wintermore Tactics Club that you should buy and play. Um, but yeah, if you want to contact me, the best way is also the Discord. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing I check most often. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm Carl, and you cannot contact me because my Twitter got hacked and Twitter decided to not do anything. Twitter is not doing nothing about it. Twitter, Twitter was like, Carl, your account's been hacked. And Carl was like, oh my god, my account's been hacked. Can I do anything? And Twitter's like, no, goodbye. Yeah, it was pretty much like that. It's so bizarre. God. <laughs> Just, 
what the what the fuck is the point, man? Yeah. Uh, Twitter, in case you hadn't heard, Twitter is having some difficulties. Yeah. And uh, and Carl is no longer available. Do not follow, like unfollow Skug Three if you yeah. have currently followed Skug Three, because that is now a hacked account. So yeah, I guess you can also like report Skug Three. We we all did that to try to try to help in yeah. some way. That clearly didn't work. Um, so there you go. That's been the yeah. podcast. Um. And, yeah, I would like to take a nap. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thanks for getting uh, this far, everybody. We appreciate you. And yeah. uh, we'll we'll maybe see you in two weeks, but uh, it depends on how long uh, 24 Killers takes, because uh, it's, 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 it's not on how long to beat, so we have no idea. Yeah. It's, a, it's a new and pretty niche title, so no entries on how long to beat. Uh, the best I could come up with from trawling, like, Steam reviews is maybe 8 to 10, maybe more than 10 hours. Um, yeah, rough, so I'm going to say, like, roughly 10. Mark. Yeah. So if, uh, if maybe. it takes us more than 10, we might end up taking additional weeks on this one. But that's yeah. nothing new for us. You ex- you've yeah. come to expect that from us at this point, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 um, set your clock by it every two weeks, reliable on time. Uh, you know integrity feedback that you've force. come that you've come yeah. to expect from the feedback force brand. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, but that's it but for now. Thank we you for will listening. See you when we see you, yeah, bye. We will. Bye bye. bye.